just something that you just want to go ahead and ask me because I'll give you the fucking answer, all right? Which would be worse? To live as a monster or to die as a good man. And where exactly do you live, Mr. Dawson? Well, right now my address is the RMS Titanic. After that, I'm on God's good humor. I'm not the fucking rat, okay? You plainly know my heart's dear love is set on the fair daughter of Rich Capulet. An idea. Resilient, highly contagious. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks. Right in there, son. Dr. Harris. Yes? Do you concur? Concur with what, sir? With what Dr. Ashland just said. Do you, do you concur? Sit around this dinner table here tonight, but that you can't believe. I'm not the fucking rat. The case of the telephone. It's up to each and every one of you. My highly trained stratonites. My killers. My killers who will not take no for an answer. My fucking warriors. Who will not hang up the phone until their client either buys. Oh fucking die! Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. And I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we literally just got done recording on, what was that film we just did? Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's true. It was, li- memorable. it was literally over two hours. Then I went, <laughs> let's start the mic back up. <laughs> God, I just compartmentalized that much. I bet you had pretty women in your head. I probably did, yeah. yeah. Everybody's got a dream. <laughs> it's uh, Hollywood, baby. I'm worried about salad forks. So please go <laughs> ahead. If you're listening to this, we are dropping Pretty Woman, which was our last real roundtable, Julia Roberts. I think we listed yeah. it as the number one Julia Roberts film, actually. Yeah, we did, yeah. So, yeah, I got some controversy. I think I think I was pushing for Aaron Brockovich, but it did go to Julia Roberts in the end, and that's why we do lists, and lists are fun to talk it's about. It's a pretty woman, you mean? It's a pretty woman, yeah. Yeah. And so um, that's that's why you do lists for conversations that are fun to have. And so here we go. So what we're going to do is we go through the career of his time of Leo DiCaprio, one of Hollywood's easy uh, A-list actors, uh, the man who dated Giselle Bundchen before Tom Brady, Tom Brady married her. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Leo DiCaprio and Tom Brady, Eskimo brothers. Who would have thought that? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> it's a term Georgia brought up, I think, last week. on the Was it the Hulk you brought up or what was it you brought up? Um, I, I can't really why with the Hulk, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, so as such, but um, general feelings about Leo DiCaprio. Um, Liam, thoughts on him? I just think he's been a great actor throughout his career, to be fair. You watch him as a young, young, young adult, and you watch him as an adult. He's he's had a few movies where a bit, you know, hmm. uh, you know, he's done the pretty boy thing, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's decided that he's gone, going away from that as he's getting older. Clever. You know, so and he's got himself linked with uh, Scorsese now, hasn't he? So uh, they work a lot together, Scorsese and Leo. Uh, <laughs> so I in think the same once way, you get yourself with a good director, you're you're pretty much. You have these pairings that show up sometimes, and like for instance, um, you have um, Tarantino who shows up with Tim Roth in a lot of his work and things like yeah. that. You see a Tim Burton who shows up with Johnny Depp in a lot of his work, or yeah. Gore Verbinski, as we said on yeah. last week's Pirates of the Caribbean. In a lot of his work. So now we see a lot of Scorsese pairing up with Leah, which is interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Leo with Baz Luhrmann as well. I mean, there's a few different eras yeah. and things like that. Uh, Ellie, thoughts on Leo? Um, I think he's a really strong actor. And when we're looking at rating his performances rather than the films themselves, I found it really difficult to distinguish between the films in, in my top 10. Okay. Um, yeah, we had the same he's, thing. He's really, really good in so much that he does. Okay. And, oh, and throughout his, sorry, just throughout his career as well. So he, like I've seen some right at the start and more recently, and he's, he's just always been fantastic. Okay. Ethan? Mm-hmm. I really like his acting. I love him as an environmental activist, and he's my favorite almost Spider-Man. <laughs> almost Spider-Man. <laughs> There's an alternate universe. Oh, I know, we right? <laughs> we want we need Nicolas Cage as Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and we need him as Leo, Spider-Man. Yeah, as Spider-Man. Yeah, I forget who one of the Iron Men were. I don't really remember who else besides... Tom Cruise, I think. Oh, that's right. What? We did Tom say Cruise. Tom Cruise was yeah. in the running for it. Yeah. Wow. So let's have this alternate version. If you're going to do the multiverse, like, give me that. Give me those. Uh, Georgia. Um, so I'm the other side of this. I'm the controversial opinion. I really don't like Leo. I don't think he was ever good looking. I don't think he's a very good actor. I think he just lays there and makes faces in The Revenant. And I'm like, anyone could do that. Um, and yeah, I really struggled to rate the films completely the opposite to Ellie because I was like, these films are good. I don't like Leo in them, though. So, so just for the record, yeah. you were saying anybody can make faces in the Academy Award winning performance he did in The Revenant. Yes, that's but, fine. That's but, totally fine. But, but to be yeah. fair, we did. We have discussed this before. We, we have think, discussed this. We think that that was more given rather than it came off oh, a bit more yeah. like a lifetime achievement yeah, award. Yeah. Like we probably should have yeah. we probably owed you this a couple times over by now. Yeah, because yeah, we'll t- when we get to Revenant, we'll talk about that. Yeah, so yeah, what we're gonna yeah. do is we're gonna go through his career more or less chronologically. Cool. And we'll hit the ones that we feel. And I think for the most part, we've seen most of the films. So there was a couple of Julia Roberts who went, I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah. Or Robin Williams. Don't know if I, I think Leo chooses very few projects. He likes himself a, a, a two-hour-plus movie. I'll yes, say that much. He does. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I was trying to like kind of cram in a couple more films before yeah. this podcast to, to fit in some more Leo. And I couldn't find any that were under two hours to watch. Just like, for no. God's sake. Let me tell you, as a uni student who was currently doing his assessments for the end of year, trying to find two and a half to three hours free where I can go, I watch that, watch that, are films I've never seen and don't know if I'm like. And I just gave up and went, I'll watch these two that I know I'll like. All right. Uh, so, um, I'm sure we've all got commitments on our time and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things that take up our, our, our free time, but, uh, thank, thank you everybody for, for joining and contributing and seeing enough that was, uh, deemed worthy. Everybody had to submit at least a top five list to be part of the panel. Everybody's done that, seen at least five films. Most, uh, a few of us did top tens, um, Many thanks for that. Uh, my short list was 14 to 15 films, and I thought I was already cutting some off that I was like, oh, so I, I, I'm the opposite of Georgia. I think Leo, I'm a convert. I thought Leo was a pretty boy. Same. And then along the way, I went, oh, shoot, the kid can act. And then yep. I went back and re-looked at some of the earlier stuff, and I went, I wasn't fair to you. I think I looked at you and undervalued you because I saw the pretty boy. Because the girls, I mean, I grew up in the era, as you were on the same, Liam. Yeah. Where he did Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, he did Titanic. Yeah, and he was the beautiful boy on all of the all of the magazines and all that sort of stuff. And I had a teenage sister, and so I'm sure there were posters or something. My sister loved Titanic. Like she made, sorry, cursed. She made like a, there was three cuts of the song for My Heart Will Go On that made yeah. it on the radio, and it was the main one. And then it was two different versions that had like film clips cut into the in the instrumental bits. Oh wow, cool! And she made a loop of all three of those versions on a cassette and just like wore that 
tape out. <laughs> so I had a serious hate for all things Titanic for a few years. Your heart didn't go on. My heart, my heart didn't go on, but that tape sure as hell did. Uh, Ellie? Um, I just wanted to say, I think you're sort of passing the start of Leo's career as when he was like that pretty boy. But I think, um, I, well, a couple of days ago, I watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape, um, which is very much him not playing the pretty well, boy. Actually, yeah, but, actually um, if we can, let's just start there now, because it's the first one I have on my list. That's an ugly boy. The only reason I'm going to say this is because I weren't really old enough to understand What's Eating Gilbert Grape at the time. So I got into that era. I think my first exposure to Leo is Pretty Boy Leo. Pretty Boy Leo. That was yeah. our yeah. first exposure. And then as we got adults, we then looked back at his career. Technically, my first yeah. exposure was him on a TV show called Growing Pains, where oh, he was really? a kid that they adopted. He was like one of those late season entries where you get they go, we need someone fresh to open up the dynamics. They adopt this like kid in, yeah. who like shows up and he's a bit of a smart ass, but they go, okay, maybe we can bring him in and make him part of the family. And so yeah, yeah. that was my. I remember because he's got a name that, that is memorable, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, like you it just it, it sort of resonates yeah. with you. But no, I remember him as a child. But then outside of that, the first film I remember him in were the. Were the Pretty boy roles. Yeah. But let's talk about what's eating Gilbert Grape. So it's a Johnny Depp-led film. We just did Pirates. It is, yeah. And Leo plays what I could only find. I really looked for a specific diagnosis, and I couldn't find anything beyond mentally impaired. Yeah. So a mentally impaired uh, brother who um, Johnny Depp has to take care of. And uh, so that's really my – I've seen bits of it. I didn't see enough of it or remember enough of it to really warrant it that highly. But I know Liam and Ellie, you guys both kind of – have stuff to say on it, I imagine. I Absolutely. really don't like the movie at all. Um, I think it's boring. I think it's um, not well written. Uh, but I have to say, Leonardo DiCaprio's performance in this is phenomenal. When you think how old he is and what he's doing, and he's on screen with Johnny Depp, yeah. you don't look at Johnny Depp. No. You don't acknowledge Johnny Depp. But you acknowledge Leonardo DiCaprio in this film. I remember a scene where he's like climbing like a telephone pole, I want to think it is. Um, it's like a big tower thing. I don't know what thing. it actually yeah. is because it's not something we have in the UK. But, but it reminded me of something that, we, uh, yeah, something that we have back home. a telephone pole or a hydro pole or something like that. And he's sort of, uh, you know, in, in his character of being mentally impaired, communicating. And everyone's worried that he's up to the thing. He's like, what's the big deal? I'm, I'm, I'm up this. I remember him going, I remember it's looking back tower, now, you it? look at it and go, no, no, no. It's like, no? It's, it's like, it's like a cylindrical, solid sort of. Oh yes, 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 yes. Of course, yeah. 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 And so, but I remember going. This this kid can act. Yeah, he's yeah. so good in this. So good. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, but the only knowledge I have of this is there was some post online, and I'll never know if it was true. But it's one of those like internet rumors, I guess, where it was like when Leo came to the premiere, everyone was shocked to see that he wasn't like he was like perfectly abled and he wasn't you know mentally handicapped. And I was like, oh, wow, well, gonna, that's, I don't know how to feel about that, but that I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge that. He was on a show that ran on a major U.S. network every Friday night for two years. Yeah. So the idea that people in the audience wouldn't know that he's got a reel, that he was on ABC's Family uh, Growing Pains, uh, I'm going to challenge that. But and, if you hadn't seen him... No, if you had, if you had, I agree. But he was on; it was on national TV. It was on network. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't have been over here though. That'd been over in America. Yeah, I I guess. Yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, his his performance in that is absolutely stunning. You wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't. It's again like Liam. I mean, I wouldn't say I disliked the film, but I mean, I wouldn't go back and watch it again. It's it's not the best, but it's so worth seeing just for Leo. Just for Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Let's move on from that to another one, Liam. You've got something to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, the Basketball Diaries, which I haven't seen. I'll admit to this one. It was one that I wanted to get around to and couldn't. 
It's a film I haven't seen for a very long time, but I remember um, going back and my mate actually introduced me to this film. Um, and he said, you liked him in um, <sighs> Romeo and Juliet. He said, you like Basketball Diaries. And I, I watched this on video. That's how old I am. <laughs> and um, when he starts off, it's based on a true story. And he's uh, a young lad who gets in with the wrong crowd who uh, is a drug addict and starts stealing from, you know, breaking in, entering into places. But the one constant thing in his life is the basketball. Okay. And, uh, and he basically turns his life around. Uh, so he's gone from being the lowest of the low to actually making a career, not as a basketball player, but getting himself out of a hole. And that's his, that's his life. And what's strong about point. his performance in that or anything like that? Or... Um, it's just the way he 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 plays. After seeing what's in Gilbert Grape, and after seeing um, uh, Romeo and Juliet, and you see him in this, it's, it's an in between part. It's it's a it's a real part. It's not like a, a character of anything, okay. or it's not like. I just remember this one particular scene that I really liked, where he breaks into a milkshake bar place, and they're trying to raid the the cash register, and. He's in no rush to do what he's doing. And the mates around him are. That's like urgency because the police are coming. Mm -hmm. And all he wants to do is make a milkshake. And he makes his milkshake. And he's sitting there sucking on this straw, this milkshake, with the police banging up the window. (laughs) And I I just always remember having that memory and watching that film and thinking, yeah, you know, if you're high on drugs, last thing you're thinking about is getting away from anywhere yeah you know you just want to be in your element in your thing and what you want you just want that with your milkshake yeah you know instead of having the munchies he's got milkshakesies <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah no i liked him in this film and because it's based on a true story he played a true person so yeah excellent um then let's go on to 1995 the quick and the dead mm. and i have something i can talk about with this one i like this film a lot if you haven't seen this film, have you guys? Have any of the three of you on the Skype call seen this film? No, I know. Quick and the Dead's based around this corrupt. It's it's like a tournament film, so it's just yeah. like anything else. It's like you know, but it's about gunfighting. So it's a western, and it's about this corrupt guy sets up this gunfighting tournament to show. I guess these. I forgot the reason. He's like this corrupt force in the town. He's like he's like a gang leader, even though yeah. And so um, the sheriff is a reformed man of God or something like that. And he's since sworn off. He's become, yes, he's become, he's become a religious man. He's a priest. Right. And the priest is played by Russell Crowe in the first thing I remember ever seeing him in. Yeah, Russell Crowe's brilliant. And Gene Hackman is the bad guy. Yeah. And Sharon Stone's in it. It's, I think it's supposed to be her movie, but it's not. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it's everybody else's movie besides her. And uh, the kid is played by Leonardo DiCaprio and he is convinced he is the son of Gene Hackman, and Gene Hackman won't acknowledge that he's his son. And so he enters this tournament to prove to his father he's a better gunfighter than he is. And along the way, they change it so that now you have to kill. You can't just shoot the other guy so he yields. You have to kill him till he's dead because they want the priest to be forced to kill people against his will because he used to be one of the gang members of Gene Hackman's back in the day. But eventually it comes down to a showdown between Gene Hackman and Leo DiCaprio, father versus son, theoretically. And Gene Hackman tries to get out of it and tries to go back to the old rules, the rules he changed. Mm -hmm. And Leo DiCaprio's got like a woman on each arm and he's like this little stud. He's full of cocky energy. 
and uh, he gets he gets beaten. He wings Hackman, but he loses. And um, it's this powerful scene where his last speech, Hackman says, he couldn't have been my son. Look, he's got hands that are not gunfighters' hands and da 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 And the kid never gets what he wants, and it's heartbreaking, and it's a really powerful... It's the last thing he hears. It's the last thing he hears, and it's a powerful um, character. It's a powerful moment in a mm. film that's really about Russell Crowe, which you really didn't yeah. see coming, I think, when you first watched it. No. So it's it was just supposed to, be, supposed to be, let's just have Sharon Stone look sexy, and she can like bounce off all these people. Like I said to you before, back in the day, if someone had said Sharon Stone, Western, you'd have gone, what? What? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But she was just really big back, back she then. She was. You could put her name on anything and she'd probably do all right. Yeah. Um, so legs. Okay. So <laughs> back to the bit where we all were introduced for, and I'm sure everybody's seen it, whether it's for school or for something else. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Okay, Georgia, why are you booing? I don't mind you booing, but why are you booing? Because it's a bad film. Is it's he a bad, bad rendition of a oh. bad Shakespeare. Don't know about that. I, I don't like Romeo and Juliet. I think it's silly. I think it's predictable. I'm not a big fan I of think. Romeo and Juliet as a play, but I think the film's all right. I see. I don't like it because it tries to be modern, but but isn't. It's Baz Luhrmann, oh. though. So you like Moulin Rouge? I don't. I like Moulin Rouge, but I spoilers do not like Great Gatsby. Okay. Um, <gasps> So I don't like Baz Luhrmann, apparently, okay. other than Moulin Rouge. Oh, okay, Moulin Rouge uh, is the exception. Like, Maybe it's yeah. Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman. To be fair, Moulin Maybe. Rouge is the best thing he's done, I think. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. by far. Uh, okay, so uh, Romeo and Juliet. I... Yeah. He's very whiny in it. Yeah, now, is. Romeo is whiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what to do with it. I mean, it is like, let's maximum pretty boy him up. The number of lingering shots of him just staring off in the middle distance with his feathered hair, like, falling in his face. It's not small. To be fair, I preferred Mercutio or Tibble. Oh, Mercutio is great. You know, then, I forget what his name is. He's on Lost. Yeah, He's great. Yeah. And um, John Leguizamo, who plays Tybalt, oh, Tybalt. is great. Yeah, they're, they're the two characters for me. And Claire Danes is Juliet. I think it's probably better than Leo is as Romeo. But it's cleverly... I, I I love this film. Okay. Right. For, for all its faults and everything else, I love this film because I'm not a Shakespearean person, as you well know. Um, but as a child, I had to watch and learn Romeo and Juliet at school. Uh, so my quick way was, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to watch the film. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> uh, authentic. As a teacher, you know, I'll say that. And I love the fact that it had little things like, I like the modern day take on it. I like the fact they pulled guns and that said sword on it. Sword on it, yeah. You know, I love the fact that they bit their thumbs see, at each other. You like that, except for, you know how many essays I have to write, I have to mark, that <laughs> says that Romeo and Juliet met in the loose. <laughs> it's not small. <laughs> oh, don't kill me. Oh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's brutal. Yeah. But that's a beautifully filmed as well. I believe. You know, when I watch it, you know the whole stage thing. So remember, as a kid, the thing I hated because I was like sixteen when this came out. So we didn't do Romeo and Juliet. Uh, the, 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 oh, we did. The way it works in Canada is you have streams. And so yeah. there's an advanced stream, a general stream, and a basic stream. They've renamed them now. But yeah. basically it is still kids going to university, kids going more to like a college, and then kids who are probably just going right out into the workforce. Yeah. And so if you were my stream, you didn't do Romeo and Juliet. For some reason, it wasn't on the syllabus. Oh, okay. If you did the general stream, you got to do that. Maybe they thought it was more accessible. I don't know what the deal Maybe. was. That was for me. But I watched it and kind of went, I hated all the, all the speed manipulation. So yeah, like Lady, I, I, Lady yeah. Capula kept getting like sped up as she walked across a room. I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah, I can yeah. understand that. But like that's said, an editing thoughts, thing. Yeah, you know. But I visually, I liked the look of it and I understood it. Okay, I liked the little throwbacks to it. Sure, you know, and I understood stuff. You know, which is for me for Shakespeare is yeah, it's something. It is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, Ethan, you kind of booed, I think, didn't you? 
No, I ooh. Oh, did you ooh? Okay, I, well, explain your yeah, ooh. I, so, I don't like Robin Hood and Juliet. There's something about, like, not Did the you film, say you just, don't like Robin Hood and Juliet? <laughs> That's, like a mash up. That's a mashup. That's a mashup. I want to see. <laughs> yeah. No, so I don't like the play itself. I've never really enjoyed it. No, um, yeah. I had to. I had to watch it at the RSC years ago. And it For people sucks. outside, that's the Royal Shakespeare Company over here in England. Yep. Yep. Um, but because of that, uh, at high school, they were like, "Well, uh, the, the the kids who did see it." Uh, uh, Why are all your teachers from Brooklyn? That sounds more like uh, Water from, from Star Wars. Well, we're going to do. We're going to uh, watch this movie now to just uh, have a, a chill day. So we had to watch it. And I really enjoyed it, even though I was, I don't know, like 13, 14. But it was a really nice time and i like i like modern day retellings of movies so she's the man is a great oh shut up if i could I cut off I, I will have a rogue um, podcaster at some point where i can cut off your channel by itself and that will happen at that point if i could do it without killing everybody else i would uh no but i i i do enjoy it and i pr- again i haven't seen it in like i don't know six seven years but from what i remember it was a really nice retelling okay uh ellie any thoughts on it before we move on I enjoyed it, but I haven't got an awful lot to say because I haven't watched it recently to kind of review Leo's performance in it. Okay, well then we'll give you first crack on this one because I bet you remember this one. Never let go, Jack. Never let go, Rose. Titanic. Thoughts on that, Ellie? <laughs> I haven't seen that that recently either, but... You have to <laughs> like, remember, remember this one. Also. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good performance. I mean, this is one of his, like, pretty boy roles again, though, isn't it? So I don't think <sighs> it's got quite the sort of acting chops that he's got in... I remember. Later. I remember when this came out, and it got it, it was nominated for every Academy Award 13. except for Best Actor. Yeah, <laughs> like Kate Winslet, Best Actor, and that was, that was a big thing. What was her name? Uh, the the incomparable, uh, the the unsinkable Molly Brown. Who's that? Um, oh, um, um, the yeah, oh, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, her, her from Misery, her from Misery, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates. Uh, she was like Best Supporting Actress. I think Billy Zane got now. Like everybody yeah, got yeah. nominated. Really? Jane? I think he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I could be wrong on that. But, but like, everybody got – like, that film got all the nominations but not Best Actor. And I felt like I'm going – like, Winslet well-deserved. But, Lee, I mean, he's not just the guy things happen around. Like, he had a very genuine, likable, boyish yeah. spirit to him. He did. And I'm like, you have to – and at no point did I go, this is too over the top. I'm, re- I'm rejecting this. I felt he was hard done by that year. I felt he was all right. Yeah. Well, my experience, uh, when I was a kid, I – grown up with the history of titanic and i'm I'm obsessed with it okay and uh so there's a lot i know about titanic so when this came out i was expecting a true telling of a story this is not a true telling per se as the fact that you know the characters on the ship but titanic is the setting for the love story yeah 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 yeah. but i was okay with that and i surprisingly didn't think i would be but I, i actually was and i actually did love this movie my my first experience with this movie was going to the cinema to see it and I'd asked everybody to go and see this movie, and I either didn't want to see it or already seen it, and it had such a long run that I went, this is the last weekend, I need to go see it. Yeah. It happened to be Valentine's Day. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is... But, yeah. We didn't go see movies in my family, not not, not in cinemas. We, we were like a home video, buy it for Christmas, share it, watch it, make a home library collection instead. Yeah. But Titanic's one of those few that we actually went and saw in the cinema. 
Orangeville, Ontario, Canada. This little cinema that doesn't exist anymore. has them for years. They built like a big multiplex on the outskirts of town. But I remember watching it on this like little um, ghetto sort of movie screen and just kind of going, oh, and going, it's a long movie. I knew it, it would be it a, was long a long movie. movie. But you know what? It was good. It needed it three hours. It was one of and those. I didn't feel. It didn't feel. You felt the tension. No, it was growing, good. Like, even know? though it was three hours, you're not like there was times you're sitting on board. Like, no, everything no. was building towards something. Yeah. It was good. Um, George, you even said anything about Titanic yet? Um, I quite like this film. I I don't rate Leo. I I just don't. So every time um, I throw to you, I, I can just put that clip in. I just don't like Leo. Yeah, you, I mean, okay. I could hang up now, and you could just put that in for the rest of those films. You... Um, no, I I like the story. It makes me cry a lot. I think it's very emotional. I yeah. think it's very well written. I think it's well paced. I think the music in it is great. But I I don't rate Leo. Okay. Yeah. Quickly, quickly. Um, I think the reason why this film works is because James Cameron has a fascination with Titanic himself. He's obsessive. He's, no matter he, what he does, he's yeah. obsessive. But he's obsessive with this he's, as well too. Like he's everything, like three documentaries on that. Like yeah, everything, did, yeah. everything was like like the, it was the same dish. It was like numbers, number of dishes, and like it was like replicate everything perfectly. Uh, yeah. It's so so good, and I'm the only person that in the cinema at the time laughed when the guy fell off and hit the propeller. Oh jeez, because <laughs> yeah. there was a big thud. Was a <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the working title of that was? Gone. Planet Ice. Really? What? And you know, wow. and you know who the lead couple almost was? No. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Really? That's hilarious. I think you'd lose something there. You would. I think you'd oh, lose yeah. something there. I think going with you maybe not unknowns, relative, but, 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 but people unknowns, who weren't yeah. big, big movie yeah. stars. Because everything we've named so far, Leo might have been a pretty boy, but he hadn't been a movie star yet. No, no, no. Romeo and Juliet wasn't a big box office smash. No. So th- I mean, obviously this did okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, Georgia, I believe you have something to say about this next one, though. The Man okay. in the Iron Mask, 1998. Really enjoyed this film. Okay. I really liked it. Even Leo. Unfortunately, oh. not because of Leo. Okay. <laughs> it's the three musketeers and the people that play the, well, there's four of them, isn't there? The musketeers yeah. in this are amazing. The story's really quite good. I don't mind it. Um, but the two, Leo plays two characters. He plays both twins and they're two very different people. Louis and Philippe. Um, yeah. Louis and Philippe, which is nice. See, I felt Louis, he did really well in this. Louis and Philippe are both very one-dimensional, so it doesn't feel yeah. like it was a difficult job to do. It's like play play an arsehole, play a play play the sweetest kid ever. Doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Those are two so things. it's not exactly very nuanced. There's, there's two different characters, um, but there's no depth to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing is, I'll say about this movie is the fact that I actually prefer the film before. This is this is a great story. Okay, the man in the iron mask is a great story, um, but there's another telling that um, Richard Chamberlain, I think, was in it, which I prefer more than this one. So, yeah, I found it a bit more difficult to watch. Anybody else, man in the iron mask? Um, I haven't seen it, but I did go for a lovely walk with friend of the podcast, yes, Debbie, yesterday. Okay, um, and she absolutely loves this film, and she was telling me all about it and how amazing she thinks Leo is in it. So yeah, I think she thought I'd give her a little shout out. She'll be she'll be amongst our people who made our audience ratings. I believe she yeah. put it number one. Yeah. She, she really mentioned likes this. a scene where he's acting against himself, and they're kind of walking around in a circle, and yeah. um, there's some really cool camera. It's effects a great and story. She really liked that. It's really nice. I really it's like a great it. story. Yeah. He did something called Celebrity, which was an ensemble piece, which I never saw. Oh, I never saw that, you know. Then we have, I really rate this and couldn't find room for it on my list, but really wanted to. Um, the Beach. Yeah. You seen The Beach? Yes. With Robert Carlyle, is it? 
Maybe the beach is like Lord of the Flies on acid, yeah. literally, because yeah. they're dropping. So because they're dropping acid. So yeah. the, the narrative is that Leo's a traveler. He's out in like Thailand, and he's looking for this mystical beach where it's apparently like Shangri La. It's a community made for by travelers for travelers, yeah. and it's like away from government, and they just do whatever. And the problem becomes they find it, and then what happens when real-world problems hits, like someone gets injured or sick? Well, then what do you do in that situation? Mm. Can you be – because he's keeping people up because he's, like, screaming. And you're like, well, of course he's screaming because he's, he's – but everyone's like, oh, it's, it's bumming me out. And not, like, as cold as I'm making it maybe, but the idea being, well, this is no longer enjoyable. It's bothering us. And Leo's kind of our barometer, our surrogate, going, I don't like this. This should be this should be different. This should be better. The one thing I will say is there's this stupid scene where he drops acid and he goes running through the jungle and it's like a video game screen as he's running through. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. <laughs> there's um an interesting fact about um this title song by the All Saints. Okay. Their music video was only filmed down the road from us. Oh, really? On the beach called really? Holcomb, Holcomb this is, Beach. This is also, oh, really? Holcomb? Uh-huh. Holcomb Beach. This is, this is all the same song. Never, ever, ever, ever felt so low. Yeah, that wasn't that song. But that's no, that, that's but that, it's that band. Yeah, it's that band. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing they're known for in the US. So. It was the biggest one they're known for over here, to be uh, fair. Then I'm going to list a film that I absolutely adore. I believe it's the first time that Leo works with Scorsese. We mentioned it on Worst Films Ever, not because of the fact that it was a bad film, but because of the fact that it was a bad actress can sometimes ruin a great film. And this is Gangs of New York. Oh, yeah. So Gangs of New York is a story about, I believe it's like pre or just slightly after, uh, uh, you know, um, the creation of the United States as a country. And it's in New York City, as you would guess yeah, from the yeah. name of it. And Leo is going toe-to-toe with Daniel Day-Lewis, who plays, I think it's Bill the Butcher or Bob the Butcher. Yeah. I think it's Bill the Butcher. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, it was good for Leo, I think, to be exposed to this. I think this is when Leo starts to move and go, I'm going to be an actor. But with someone with the caliber of Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis who's yeah. also what very... lineup in this who's film. also very it's selective. Crazy. I believe it's the two of them. I know Cameron Diaz, who I hate, is in yeah. this. Is John C. Riley in this? Yep, and yeah, and Jim Broadbent and Liam yeah. Neeson and Brendan Gleeson. Wow. Yeah. Like you, 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 yeah. can, you can tell when it's a Scorsese film because everybody shows up. Yeah, and but like getting those moments where he's acting opposite Daniel Day Lewis and what that must have meant for the maturation of Leo from a pretty boy, young, hot actor to like a legit actor's actor and what that means. Mm. Uh, he's really good, and he's the he plays the young lion who's trying to overthrow the old lion. It's a shame they saddle him with Cameron Diaz and a love story on side of it because I think it takes away from what was a much more compelling argument but I think they felt he had to have a love interest to draw maybe a female audience or whatever maybe. it was uh, Daniel Day-Lewis I believe wins the Oscar for that role yes he does and Leo's very good in it um, he was on his way he was on his way and I think it's really really strong I remember you 2 did a great track for it which was supposed to win the Oscar and then lost it to Eminem for Lose Yourself from Emma. really? yeah wow uh, anything else you want to add to that? seems like you remember it. I, I, I never have seen the film once. Um, oh, really? Okay. But I remember being quite impressed by it, you know, with Daniel Day-Lewis. and My local cinema had, like, this is when they finally built the multiplex in Orangeville, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. And it was like a three-story high poster of just Cameron Diaz staring at you as you ate your dinner across the street at this, at this restaurant. And I remember going, oh, it's going to be right. And then just looking at it going, she's so bad in it. Why did you choose that one? She's so bad in it. And then let's talk about another acting class he got to take part in as he was opposite Tom Hanks oh. in the 2002 uh, classic, Catch Me If You Can. Ethan, you made I a guttural noise. One. There you go. Go ahead. Tell me about this. 
I really like it one because it's you know based on the true story, but I love I love cat and mouse movies and seeing uh, Leo DiCaprio be like you know like a smarmy little shit and have like that continued like back and forth with Tom Hanks trying to find them and the reveal at the end as well yeah. when you think he's finally changed his ways and he's gone for a second but then he's back. I really like the story. It's been like a few years since I've seen it. I usually watch like every couple years because I love those movies. But he's so good in that. And he has so... The fact he's acting against, against Hanks and he's stealing the scene at points is a credit to himself. Mm-hmm. Well, credit to, to him. I like I like watching Leo do um, true stories or based yeah. on true stories. He's done a few of them. He's done quite a few. Mm. Um yeah, so I think it lets him research. I think he's really in that phrase frame now, where he wants to research his roles and kind yeah. of be prepared. Well, I yeah. think he must have had that from very early on because of what's eating Gilbert Grape. He must have had to do so yeah. much research for that. So it's probably something he's just got into the habit of doing for roles. It was interesting how he played opposite Hanks, but actually they spend very little time on screen together. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's that classic tale of you want to see him get away with it until eventually you go. Well, at some point, you got to stop running. And it's that great scene where the papers flying everywhere. He goes, Christmas, why is it always Christmas? Yeah, I love this um, scene. It's a shame that Tom Hanks' story isn't actually, like his character doesn't really exist. Yeah. It wasn't one guy chasing yeah. him. It was no. a series of guys. Yeah. I know why they did it. The movie's better for it. Yeah. But uh, he's very good as Frank Abagnale Jr. Uh, again, still boyish. Yeah. But you see him grow up. And it was a series of films we yeah. did. Yeah. I think that's what I like about that one is that you do get him over a span of sort of like, I think, age 16 to 23. So you get quite a lot of different versions of Frank Abenell Jr. and different emotions and situations and things. So it's a good performance. Yep. Uh, then we went to 2004 and The Aviator, which, oh. Liam, I think you really like this one. I do. I saw this for the first time yesterday. Did you? I did. And what did you think to it? Okay. What did I think of it? Um, I really rated his performance, yeah. but found the film a bit a bit fast and slow. There were moments I really, really enjoyed it, and there were moments I was like, this just feels self-indulgent. And it's another Scorsese film. And when you sit with Scorsese, you're in for two and a half. Again, you've got John C. Riley, yeah. You've got Kate Blanchett. You've got uh, Alec Baldwin. You've got Leo DiCaprio. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale as Ava Gardner. You've got... Everybody yeah, in this yeah, film. Yeah. Oh, Alan Alda is a yeah. huge part of this. And I kept freaking, oh, this guy, and this one, and this one's in it. And that was good. And the script was, and I understood what they were trying to do. I think Leo's attempt to present a realistic representation of who Howard Hughes was mm-hmm. got in the way of what might have been an entertaining movie. And it was one of those things where I felt the story dragged in places, but his performance was very good. Okay. The reason I love this movie I've read the autobiography of Howard Hughes, and the guy is amazing. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff he did, you would not believe. Some of the he lived ten lifetimes in one lifetime, and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't put that all in one movie. But because I know the history of Howard Hughes, when I'm watching it, I'm filling in the blanks. Yeah, you know, so I'm enjoying the movie because I'm seeing bits and then filling in what's not there. So. I think a lot of people don't enjoy it because, like you said, it's slow-paced sometimes, it's faster than other places. But what the guy achieved and what he did, Leo did a very good representation of that. I just think that should have been like a more of a a TV miniseries rather than a film because a lot more was cut out and a lot more was stopped, you know? There's... 
there's films that are you watch because the plot are excellent, and there's films you watch because they're what we call character studies. Yeah. And this is a character study. This yeah, is yeah, about yeah, yeah. the character of everybody else is kind of secondary, actually. Yeah. Um, I felt Alec Baldwin's character especially was underdeveloped and could have been a lot better done with it. Uh, but but as it was, really enjoyed it. Thought it was a. Uh, I I, I oh, really it. enjoyed it. Thought I, it was good. Thought it was good. Didn't really enjoy. it. Thought it was good. I know. I say I love the movie and I love this representation of it. But I think if I ever met Howard Hughes in real life, if you could go back in history, yep. I don't think I'd like the guy. Probably not. The guy comes. He's obsessive, isn't he? Obsessive, an asshole. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The way he treats women. Oh, the way he treats everybody. The way he treats men. Yeah. Because he was. I oh, wasn't really that <laughs> yeah. part kind of got sh- didn't really get mentioned no, too much. No, no, no. He had a ten year affair with Cary Grant. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah oh, they all have, these they, things. They did that, put Cary Grant's chair in the one scene. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. and all these things that weren't ever said. You know, he's an oil tycoon. He had an airplane company, TWA. Yep. He was the first guy to think about flying across the Atlantic. He was the guy who owned the fastest plane in the it, world. It leaves the film talking about jets and the idea that he realized jets were the future. Yeah, yeah. you know, the guy was so innovative, and you know, he had his own um, film company. Yeah. The guy was a genius. Just, well, there was so much more. Uh, let's go back to another Scorsese film. This is his third, I think, with him. And one of my personal favorites of all time, The Departed. I'm not a rat. <laughs> I love The Departed. For a long time, it was my favorite you, film of all do. time. Oh, it's not now. It's not now. No, I have re- reassigned that rule. <laughs> now, I'd have put, every, I'd put all my eggs in one basket. I'd have still said The Departed. Was, was my favorite yeah. film of all time? No, my favorite, I don't know. It's, it's, it's still top five. But no, I watched it over the summer and went. It's still really, really good. Yeah. Maybe I'm becoming a little... But it's so... Um, Leo's, Leo's great. Leo and Damon are both doing a... It's a strong cast, though, again. Again, yeah. Uh, he works better with a stronger cast. He's, he's opposite, um, for parts of it, he's opposite Martin Sheen, who's very good in it. He's opposite Mark Wahlberg, Mark who's Wahlberg, really good in it. He's pretty good. Uh, he's, I mean, he gets so much time with Nicholson. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> and Nicholson's playing himself, but still does a really good job of he acting. Does. I don't know how yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. be the same thing, but it is. Uh, I think most of us have seen The Departed. What would what, what, what you make of his performance? Let's go back to Georgia, who's going to say she might have liked the film but hated Leo. Uh, I can't remember his performance in the film. I can't really remember the film either, having only watched it about three months ago. Right. I think I enjoyed it. Uh, that's where I sit. <laughs> I'm really sorry. As Billy I Corrigan. I Ethan, you ever see this? Yeah, um, so I saw this when I was like, I don't know, 14. I went on like a big, I want to watch classic. Like, so it's been over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like two days ago. Uh, so like, I was like, I want to watch like good, some, some like old school, like good cinema stuff from like years before. And I enjoyed it. I really liked wait, it. Wait, wait, are you and- talking about the, the Departed like it's classic cinema? <laughs> I don't know how to word it. Okay, I'm still like... For him, maybe. That's, that's like two decades ago for me. I'm still young. He was surprised um, it was in color. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed it wasn't a talkie. Um, so, like, I enjoyed it. And then I had to uh, study the Nicholson and uh, Leo, like, scene. Yeah. Where like he pulls the gun out and we yeah. had to do that for media. And we're like, oh shit, that's really cool. Look, and there's always the whole thing of he actually brought a gun and he didn't know. And we we're like, wow, that's so cool. Look at what are those really cool Leo acting facts. Um, I I really do like it, and I need to go back and see it because you know, all the, the X's on the are in the frames whenever someone's gonna die, and it is it's great. Leo is great. Okay. Um, Ellie, you saw it for the first time, I think, around that same time. I did, yeah. It 
watched it at the same time Georgia watched it for the first time so um, firstly the big thing for me with this film is that it took me about 25-30 minutes to realise that Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon are not the same person besides the plot telling you different names and stuff yeah but they look really, really similar. Oh, my word. So I was really confused. Um, but, I mean, similar to what Georgia said, actually, in terms of finding Leo's performance like not that memorable and not being entirely sure what the thoughts were on the film, I have actually found that with quite a lot of Leo's films that I've watched. And I don't know whether that's just... I, I mean, the things I've watched again recently, I do really appreciate his acting abilities. But I think maybe it's just really nuanced and I don't necessarily always find him that memorable um but yeah i think he's i think he was good in this Liam, I've seen it recently enough to remember <laughs> no basically what you said i mean i just enjoyed it for the the ensemble cast i just thought it was amazing yeah i just i guess i think leo's just really really strong individually in the sense that he's like imagine having to be having to live your life with the idea that you always have to be undercover and you can never come up for air and no one's yeah. ever going to let you off that i mean you see him breaking Throughout it, and it's not until he—he's a real jerk to that psychiatrist woman, who he ends up with. Uh, but I think it's—I see—it's really, really strong. Uh, Blood Diamond. Anybody besides me see Blood Diamond? Not seeing it. No. No. Uh, okay. Uh, he plays a South African. Right. Uh, oh, it's that got that guy from um, Gladiator in it. Yes. Yes. It's got him. Uh, Jimon Hansu, yeah, Jimon Hansu, I think his name is. It's got him. It's got Jennifer Connelly, oh, okay. and it's, he plays a tortured soul. And I think he's, got, I think he's got HIV, and he's uh, struggling with kind of it's all sorts of moral grayness. And it's a very orange film, uh, really getting across the heat of the area. It's just a really slow paced, not shouty, slow paced kind of acting performance. Yeah. Saw it, really, really, really rated it. Uh, haven't gone back to see it recently. Probably should give it another go at some point, but really, really liked it. Revolutionary Road. Someone oh. had this on their list. Was it you? No. It was me. It was you. Okay. Hate I watched movie. it today. <laughs> this is like, let's do Titanic again. I hate this movie. It's him and Kate, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I really liked it. Okay. No, well, then. I it was really interesting. Um, so it's just got a com- well, completely different dynamic between him and Kate Winslet than in, than in Titanic. It's, it's about um, a couple like really who are really struggling in their marriage, but from the outside look like they have the perfect life and kind of pursuing um, a fantasy life and then realizing that it's not realistic. Mm. Um, And there's a lot of really complex themes in the film. So um, there's, you know, there's some stuff, well, obviously the marital difficulties, there's some things about abortion and well, and having children generally um, and mental illness and things. So lots of stuff to, explore but i just think he does a really good job of all of the different dynamics in it um and yeah really like the film generally as well i think i found it slow i think it was oscar nominated but i never saw it it is it is quite slow but i felt like it was worth it okay um shutter island 2010 Mm -hmm. another scorsese film really really liked it you ever see it yeah, I did. I've only seen it once. I remember being. I don't want to give away the big, the big plot moment. Yeah, yeah. there was, there was mm. that. Yeah, that you know. Um, That's always my main takeaway. Yeah, I think it's really good, especially when you go back and watch it a second time, knowing if you know what the big plot moment is, and going, how does the acting hold up? It's still really strong. I need to, I need to watch it again. I think that helps realize how yeah. the acting job is. I'd be curious, Ellie. You saw it for the first time recently. Yeah, so I haven't had that second second watch yet, but. Um, but yeah, it was recent. So I, I I did enjoy his performance in it a lot. 
um there's some some really kind of heart-wrenching moments in it I will say, I think it's one of those things where the first time you watch it, you're so focused on the plot. Yeah. Because there's so many, it's, it's a mystery yeah. in yeah, many yeah, ways. Yeah. So you're trying to pay attention to what's going on plot wise, and you might not be appreciating the acting job going on in front of you. Potentially. I, I, need, think, to, I need to rewatch it. Yeah. I really liked his acting in it. Um, yeah. If I had a complaint, I'd argue that Shutter Island is actually quite similar in some ways to Inception. So, Inception 2010. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who was going to say that. Said what the Shutter Island and Inception have many. Yeah. Com- it feels like the big plot thing is actually quite quite a similar theme. So I mean, I'm yeah. I'm one of these weird ones. Um, I think it all depends on if you like Inception as a movie a whole lot. I don't, and I'm very much. I, I get it, Mister. No- I love Chris Nolan. I think Christopher Nolan's fantastic. I think he is, is that the one where the thing. Turns yeah, yeah, yeah. Is? I've not seen that. I think he's an absolute uh, auteur of our time. Uh, I will say, however, that I think Inception's far too clever for its own good. Oh, okay. And if I have to watch that van fall backwards into the water one more time, I'm going to destroy some <laughs> stuff. Because I can't go back to that same shot over and over again. I don't know. Leo spent too much of the film sort of explaining things to – he explains things to the girl who played Juno, Ellen Page. And by explaining to her, he explained it to us. I mean, that's the gimmick, right? She's the person who stands in for us. She's our surrogate. Yeah. But I'm like, I just don't care. It's just to – I get it. A dream within a dream within a dream. Okay, great. So what's – see, I get confused, right? Because I haven't seen any of these. Limitless or – Inception. Are Inception's they... the idea you can go inside of someone's dreams. Right. Oh, okay. And then you can change their mind by planting ideas in them so that when they wake up, they think it's their own idea. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe that's the reason why I didn't watch it. So can you use that for, like, private gain? Yeah, so yeah, can yeah. I, If you're a businessman, can I go into your dreams and plant the idea that you should sell your company the next day and then profit off of that? Yeah, I see. Yeah. So, I don't Liam, know. we need to watch it again because it's got Pete Postlethwaite in it. Oh, has it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ethan, you said you were kind of in about it or something? Yeah, it, I, I had it really low down because, like, it's a good film and he does a good job. Yeah, but it's, it's like fine. you said, it tries to be too smart. And also, I've been a film student for, like, I don't know, nearly five years. And if I have to hear another goddamn, like, kid be like, oh, I understood Inception because I understand the art of cinema, I'm going to kill someone. All right. <laughs> um, anybody see J. Edgar? No, but I do no. want to see this. No, okay. So we'll leave that out. Obviously, it's not going to rank for us, but it didn't rank for really anybody else. No, no one brought up J. Edgar. Not one person. Oh, any well, I've not, I've not seen it. So, I didn't think I knew he'd done it. So let's talk about what the people do. Django. Oh, Leo nice. is a bad guy. Bring it. He's so good. He is a tour de force. We've all heard the story about how he slams the table yeah. and breaks a glass yeah. and has the cut in his hand and doesn't stop the take and keeps acting. And, you, and that's the cut they use. Yeah. Cut not intended as a pun, but there we go. Um, she was mortified, wasn't she? Oh, he's so good. He is so good. He's so good in this. But I like it's that, an amazing I, I like the other guy in it. The old guy. Oh, oh. Um, um, Again, I've only seen this Oh, one. what's his name? He's from Glorious Bastards as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, oh, uh, oh, I was Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. I like him. I'll say this. He really had a hard time using the racial slurs. I can he, imagine. He was struggling, and he was commenting on set, and I think Samuel Jackson said... This is a Tuesday for us. Like, you're not going to say anything, but I still get that. I, I, yeah. I don't want to say that word. No, exactly. I don't want to say yeah. that language, but that's the character you signed up for. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the character needs to be that level. He needs to say that word, at least at the time when it was made. This was the right time to use that. I, I, I got no issues with that. Um, I say this as, as, as fully as, as, as a white guy going from an artistic perspective. Da, da, yeah, da, 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 da. Someone out there is saying, look, I, I have to live with this. I mean, you know, I understand that, but he's, he's supposed to be the villain. 
Yeah, and a villain would a villain would say this. It's it's set in like you know slave owning times. Yeah, you know he would you say can't this. Skirt around it. You, you have to. Yeah, you have if, to address if, it. If you're gonna tackle that issue, then you gotta tackle that issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was one of the ones that I came back and uh, watched because I, I I remembered it fondly, well, as fondly as you can when it's you know racism and slavery. Um, and when I was younger, I was like, oh, wow, he's just so great in this. Watching back, he just plays a sleazy scumbag in almost a like deplorable way, which it's amazing to see him do that. Yeah. And it's so satisfying because he plays it so evenly that when I mean, he gets his comeuppance, you really love it. He's entitled. The character is entitled. Yeah. And it's mm. fun to watch both the positives of that where he's bragging about his wealth and then the anger when he's challenged. Yeah. It's really well done. He's genuinely threatening, and it's amazing. Speaking of threatening, um, the Great Gatsby, where has that gif of him like freaking out that's become sort of synonymous. I hated this. I liked it. I just watched so this bad. like three days ago. Such a bad Hated film. this. I liked it. Really? I watched it. It's beautifully shot. His performance yeah, is don't okay. Get me wrong. It's, it's beautiful. I felt so And I want to go to that party. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go to the party, yeah. I I genuinely avoided watching it because I thought this is going to be a pile of tosh. Yeah, it was. Um, and then I and then I accidentally watched it one day, and I went, actually, it's what, not that bad. Would you trip and fall on the remote? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. And then somebody move to turn it on. Somebody lent me the DVD and said you should watch this, and oh, I was okay. like, well, How I don't was know. That an accident. <laughs> Well, it's all right. No, it's getting, one of these, we're, we're one of these things where I just weren't interested in watching. And then I did watch it because I knew it was a remake of another film. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it didn't really appeal. But then I watched it and I went, you know what? I quite like it. It was all right. It's okay. not bad. I think because my expectation was so low. Maybe. It kind of brought Mine was kind of medium. I was like, yeah, here it's good. I'm, but then actually, say so. actually, just one sec. When, 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 yeah. when I was done, I went, why am I hating this so much? It was so well regarded. And then I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score. Have a guess. Oh, you know you're going to say this. I don't know. What uh, would you have thought before I said that? I would have said something like 67. 48%. Yeah. More people what? hated it than liked it. Yeah. 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 Wow. So I was surprised. Well, at least I went, okay, this explains it. I'm in tune with the media elite. Fine. Maybe I was taken with the visuals of it. It's, you it's, know, it's a pretty film. You know me. I like it's visuals. It's had a resurgence so. like in the artsy community online, it's, I feel. It's a very pretty film. Yeah. Ethan, you were I'll say this. Yeah. I think... I, 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 I enjoy this film, not for Leo. I think Toby Maguire does a much better job than Leo I, ever does in this I film. I think you're probably right. I think he is good. I think it's yeah. his story, though, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. But, like, you see him like, oh, well, look, Gatsby, he's so cool, he's so great, and you're supposed to feel so sad at the end. But I, I'm just I focused so. on Toby Maguire trying to Ready get for this through film? it. I love him. This is, I mean, it's, it's Baz Luhrmann who does this film as well. Yeah. It's probably why I like it, though. I think, if you want to compare this to Moulin Rouge, I think Tobey Maguire is, is Christian, is Ewan McGregor's role. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think Gatsby is, is Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I think, I think Leo is, is, is the star you want yeah, to yeah, touch yeah. and couldn't bring down, but he was destined to fall. Yeah. And it's exactly what it is. That makes sense, actually. I, I think it does. I'm, mm. I'm going to hold on to that. Georgia? You've just completely blown my mind. I had no idea that that was um, what's his face. Baz Luhrmann. Um, oh, Tom McGuire. Oh, really? Your actor face button has popped up again. <laughs> it did. I've just gone. Oh, that was Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> completely blown my mind. Oh, hey, that was Spider Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the only reason I watched it in the first place. Oh, right. oh like really? For Tom? Jeez. Ah, oh, jeez. No. I pref- yeah. Right. At the time, I was like Toby over Leo. 
so I think Leo's performance in Great Gatsby is quite over the top, but then at the same time, his character is always over the top. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of The Great Gatsby. Um, and I mean, I I was I had quite high expectations of this film because I studied it at school, so I'd sort of looked in detail at the book, um, and it didn't quite live up to the expectations, but I still did enjoy it. Okay, so this is interesting because I have no knowledge of the book. I know that it won't exist. I mean, I have some knowledge of the book, but yeah. as someone who'd studied it, were you okay with Leo's performance as Gatsby? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. That's interesting to know. Um, okay. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. The internet, man, the internet loves this film. I think it's I a great movie. Film. I love it. I think it's a better version of Goodfellas. It's a fun film. Yeah, and I saw this first, though, so maybe that takes oh, me. Oh, okay. That's what but I think he's. I think it's a celebration of excess in the same way yeah. that Gatsby is, but like criminal excess, like yeah, yeah. like 80s cocaine-fueled, yeah. grab the mic, kind of thing. And the, isn't this going to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love the scene where he's driving the car absolutely off his trolley. Yeah. And he's seeing it one way, but in fact, the, the other way, I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, we saw his version. The go see the yeah, yeah I, I liked him. I, I thought pairing him with Jonah Hill was an interesting choice yeah that was a very uh, interesting choice i think jonah i think there's a little bit too much jonah hill in the film in the sense yeah. that his kind of wacky you know deadpan like you know improv stupid thing i felt that brought it down but i felt the scenes because this is the film that makes margot robbie into a star oh it does she's yeah. great in this and there's that scene which oh, is very she... basic instincty yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you can't release this film now like you don't think so i i feel a lot of the more I feel you could, but you have to make it very clear that these are awful people, and they do at points in this film. Yeah. But I think with what what we're like now, especially with some films, because they're the protagonists in a sense, even though they're more anti-heroes, because they're the main stars, people are going to get certain ideas. And it's like that whole thing of like, oh, I see him in, in film. And I think I think he does encapsulate that cocky, suave, I want to be, that's who like, you want to be. But you you do despise him as well at points. But I feel like now nowadays people won't see it in that sort of nuanced way. Well, but he, he does amazingly. There are people out there who try to think like it's a celebration, something we should aspire to yeah. be. And I'm like, congratulations, you just missed the point of the movie. Yeah. Like, remember when we talked about Goodfellas? I said my issue with it was that Henry Hill was a character that stuff happens around and very little yeah. happens to. I think Jordan Belfort's a character who does stuff. Yeah, I do. Very much yeah. who does stuff. So I'm going to stand by this and say, I think The Wolf of Wall Street's a better film. It's an amazing, like, like, uh, like, interpretation of, like, pure toxic masculinity yeah. and how it is very dangerous. Like, Georgia very, would hate this film. Very. Oh, yeah. This is like, this is like, this is like the poster child for what you would be taught in a feminist literature class of, this is fucked. And the danger would be that we, we, we But it proves that. But dangerous, I would say, we're not celebrating this. But they would say, yes, but you're giving it a platform and the moments people yeah. gift and the moment people celebrate are those moments. So indirectly, you are celebrating this. People will ignore the third act and go with act one and two. Georgia. I think is like if we ever do start a Patreon or whatever, a live recording of me reacting to this film, like <laughs> actually, that's going to be, be long. I think I think that would be. It could be interesting to do like a yin yin and yang and find two people who one who loves a film, one who hates a film, and turn on yeah. the recording and just record yeah. them as they as they go off about <laughs> Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Me and you, oh, so you me, and me, me and you, Jedi. me and you with Greece. Oh yeah. Me, <laughs> me and Ethan with Last Jedi. Absolutely. Um, me and Georgia or someone in Georgia with Once Upon a Time and oh, sorry, not Once Upon a Time Hollywood eh, with with uh, Wolf of Wall Street. On I that note, let's talk. Me, 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 and you with that. Let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the Revenant, shall we? 
I've not seen it. I've he lays seen there this. for half of it and just makes faces. So okay, so, 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 so Ethan and I, <sighs> Ethan and I made had a debate about you know uh, voice acting yeah. with Spider Man. I said ninety percent of acting is nonverbal. At which point, then we shouldn't have anything to claim because you know the Revenant is that ninety percent. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to talk. He just has to because you know he doesn't even have Wilson to talk to. But he's by himself in the wilderness. What does he do? Oh, okay. Because um, he's attacked by a bear in, in the first act. Wow. And then he spends the rest of it trying to, and his, his people leave him for dead. Basically, someone who's supposed to watch him doesn't. Oh, okay. Goes, you're just too much of a pain. It's set in like uh, settler times in the United States. Oh, okay. So they're worried about the Iroquois finding them. I think it is, and so they're like, okay, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just bur- they bury him. Or they try to bury him alive, and so because he's been mauled by a bear, he can't move, and then he sort of manages to. It's a slow process of him returning home. And then trying to find revenge for people who have wronged him. But for large portions, it's him trying to overcome this. But it's just a lot of grunting and a lot of faces and a lot. So, and the question is, is that enough? Or do you require dialogue? Is the story too simple? I need to survive. And it's a very simple story to tell. Oh, okay. Uh, is it enough? And I'd argue, I think when I saw it, I went, beautiful film. Um but I have friends who rate this as their best Leo film ever. Oh, okay. So I think that's because it's the Oscar, though. I think that's the only reason why. Yeah. Someone, I only someone made else it through half of this film, so I haven't included it in my ratings because I just fell asleep and didn't care enough about it to come back to it. The, um, the, you're not really selling it to me, to be honest. The villain's great. Oh, yeah, the villain's really good. The guy who plays the villain is fantastic. Yeah. Um, he is good. I like and him. someone who you have to stick around for because you want to see him be, be brought down, whether or not it's successful yeah. or not. I'll, I'll leave that oh, on the okay. table. I watched this for the first time today, and I will say I understand your point now about like acting versus voice acting. Right. I'm actually on board with that now. But the best way I was able, like, I can feel it's, it's like uh, Red Dead Redemption Two because it's set around <laughs> about same. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's set around same ishy times, um, and it's a very slow progression. Very slow story, but by the end of it, you are engrossed and you want to see that piece of shit go down. If, if you stick with it, yeah, I think yeah. the payoff is is worth it, and it pays off of things that happen throughout. But it's a lot. It could have done with cutting fifteen minutes of dream sequences. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, a strong film and beautifully shot. I cannot and long, long takes. If you like Birdman. Uh, this was the thing. It's I the same like director. I'll tell you what, it's worth watching just for the scene where yeah. the bear attacks him. Oh my word. Oh really? That, Powerful. Was, everyone always told me for years it was so brutal. I was like, nah, I can't beat that. I can't beat that. The bro. first hit. The first I hit. Was... Yeah. When the bear hits him, it hits him right. like he's been hit by a car. It just goes flying. It's like the kind of thing you never would see in a film. How they did that, because obviously the bear must be CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just insane. I think it's a wow. big practical. But yeah. I watched this for the first time, big TV. Very loud soundbar, pitch black, and I, I, felt, I felt every single moment. Speaking of feeling every single moment, brings us to our last film we're going to talk about. Liam, I remember watching this with you in the cinema. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, in the third act when Tarantino goes for his usual bloodbath. <laughs> and I remember, like, the scene, it's Brad Pitt specifically, but it he's is, just yeah. he's attacking someone. I remember, like, looking around the cinema going, because it wasn't, like, a little bit of violence. It was a whole lot of violence. It was, was, wasn't it? Look, I'm like, people watching after a while going, is this really <laughs> happening? Am I really? 
<laughs> doing this thing. And that's my claim. Once upon a time in Hollywood, whether you like it or whether you don't like it, my claim is that it's not really Leo's film, despite the fact it's no, supposed yeah. to be Leo's oh, no. film. This is Brad Pitt's film. It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Brad Pitt's very good in it. Brad Pitt's very, very, very good in it. Leo's all right. He looks great in it as well. Leo's got good scenes, though. He's got funny scenes. Leo's got some really funny scenes, but yeah. as an yeah. overall performance piece, it's really because it's so it's so slow. compartmentalized, so slow. The bit where he's in the fake western, and the bit yeah. where he's talking, the bit where he's talking to a little girl about acting, that was a nice that was, little that scene. That was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it wasn't a bad like film. It's just I'm not saying it's bad. No, it was just very slow for me, and I didn't. I, well, I. Double-edged sword, I really. struggled in Act 1. Act yeah. 1 I found to be very long. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Act 3. So once you're on like real time that last night, yeah, yeah, I was in. I was in, but it was like, they probably could have cut 20 minutes of that film. Yeah. You probably could have. Like the stuff where he's in Italy, you didn't need that much of it, I don't think. No. Oh, yeah. Ethan, you're famous I, for your dislike of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. See, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm with this film until the final act. Oh, really? I, like, I, I, I really love, like down on their luck dudes just like getting like the worst deals and i, I like seeing that i was it uh what is it was it bottoms to tops to bottoms again uh that that kind of stuff like rags to, rags to riches. riches there we go rags to riches to rags again <laughs> i love those stories and they're, they're like i like the whole circle they take and it's like oh i learned about myself and i enjoy that until the end I love seeing Leo in his trailer, like, screaming at himself, being like, you can do this, man, you can do this, I can't do this, you can do this. I love that, because it's like an actual sort of seeing the breakdown of a failed actor, and yeah. it's a really nice commentary, especially on the cinema at the time. Well, anybody who's tried to do anything, I think we can yeah. all relate to that, whether it's a job interview or something, where you're Whatever, like, I yeah. used to be able to, or something you've never been able to do, or something you were at one point able to do, and now, because yeah. of time or whatever it is, you can't do it anymore. I think it's, it's relatable. Mm-hmm. That third act, though. Oh my god! I liked oh, it. Oh. I liked it, brutal, I, but I liked it. I did like I'm it. I'm fine didn't. with the fighting. I just, I think it's because of the Sharon Tate murder and everything that happens in that. That I go, you, there, there's, there's some, there's something hinky here that makes me feel very uncomfortable. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's it's the fact they go and celebrate at the end after defeating. But that's not. They don't kill us, and it makes me feel. Ethan, real. they don't. They don't, they don't. They don't kill Sharon Tate though. They go oh, next no, that's door. The point. Yeah, but this isn't glorious. So it's the same guy who directed Glorious Bastards, right? He killed Hitler. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. he plays fast and loose with the rules of historical yeah, cinema. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because why? Because you're expecting it, and we subvert your expectations. So the whole time we say, here's Sharon Tate, and we're going to follow Sharon Tate because you think you're going to see Sharon Tate die. Exactly, and yeah. then you don't. Yeah. And it's, it's just really well done as far as that goes. Yeah. Because you have to, I think we have to go into films and stop asking for it to be a ref, an accurate reflection of either history or the way the world should be. It's neither of those things. It's art. It's art, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so if you want to go imagine if. So the world is the way it is. But what happens if we put this Rick, whatever his name is, yeah, yeah. and we put him next door to Sharon Tate? And how does that change if he's down on his luck and drinking margaritas out of a, out of a blender and comes across <laughs> them the night of? And I think that's just a fun experiment to take. It's like the good place let's just reboot the universe and see what happens if we change this one variable yeah i like the good place (laughs) (laughs) not leo but that's okay (laughs) so that's our list of films to go through so now all we have to do is go through the audience picks and then our picks for our top 10 yeah so just some interesting things. I'm curious to see what people's thoughts are on this. Uh, if there was a case of ties, what I did was I chose the uh, film that appeared on more people's lists. I figured that was a fair way to do it. So that one person who gives it a high ranking couldn't uh, monopolize it, if that makes any sense. Yep. Yeah. So 
Uh, in number 10, for uh, wait, you're not changing the order here, are you? You can't. I've done the, done the list. No, it's done. It's off. <laughs> you can't change it in real time. I've talked so no. myself into it. No, it's submitted. It's final. I had this thought earlier as well, Leo, and I was no. like, no, can't do it. That's all right, yeah. I've had more thoughts on it. So for, this is the audience poll. So from the audience poll, uh, number 10 is uh, Basketball Diaries. Okay. And man in the iron mask tied. I couldn't separate them. Okay. They were bam on. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, uh, two very different. Two people both had it at number one. I think is the way that worked. So yeah, yeah, yeah. good on them. You know, I can. I understand man in the iron mask. I think that was Debbie actually who puts that there. And so I, I had possible Dories at number one. Okay, well, we'll talk about our list in a minute, but this is the audience list. Oh, okay. And actually, while I'm here, I want to thank our friends Carlo, the Paul and Griff Show, the F and Nerds Podcast, our friend Rebecca, our friend uh, the Train Wreck Podcast. Uh, we want to thank Andrew Ashevsky from Talking to Mickey hey. and the Pause for the Parks. We want to thank our friends at Main Street Finance. We want to thank uh, Dwayne Smith. We want to thank uh, our friends at Defining Disney and our friend Debbie for contributing to our list. So with that in mind, that was number 10, was again Man in the Iron Mask and Basketball Diaries. Number nine, Shutter Island. Number eight, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, I thought I'd be higher. Yeah, me too. Number seven, What's Eating Gilbert's Grape? Mm. Sorry, yeah. what's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Django Is Unchained. <laughs> Gilbert. Number six, Django Unchained. Wow, yeah. I was just expecting it to be that low. You thought it'd be higher than that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, oh, I'm just thinking back over here. Number five, Titanic. Oh, I thought I'd be high. Number four, The Departed. Mm-hmm. Number three, Inception. Really? Yeah. It's I think it's one of those ones that people, if I'm being honest, I'm going to be cynical here, folks, deal with it. I guess one of those ones that people who say, I'm supposed to like this film. Oh, okay. It's cool to like this film. So yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to say how brilliant this is. It's not. It's not a good film. Oh, okay. So they're not I, rating the film. They're rating the performance. It doesn't matter. People are determined to go, to go uh, Inception is a great film. And therefore, because, you know, sometimes you can separate them, but sometimes you can't. So, yeah. you know, sometimes great films do have great performances in them. When the movie music goes, boom, I feel smart. Yeah, when I get, hey, it's that bit from the trailer. I'm going to laugh along because the movie's told me I'm supposed to laugh when I hit that joke. No. I wish I'd know what it was, but, uh, but his, audio, his yeah. audio looks terrible. Yeah. He's a friend from work. Yeah, I get it. I saw it in the trailer. <laughs> Number two, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. What? Yeah. Wow. And wow. Ethan's one of the worst films ever. I think he said it might have been your worst film ever. It's <laughs> the number two audience pick. <laughs> and number one, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I can see that. I think oh, this is, really? I think there's some cult of a new here. Yeah. I think we've got three films in the last decade that have come out. Wolf of Wall Street, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. and Inception. Yeah. And I think that's that. Uh, unlike Julia Roberts, where our lists were very similar, I think we've got some differences here. So mm-hmm. our 10th place is a tie between Man and the Iron Mask. So that, 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 holds, that holds true. And Georgia, I think you must have been the highest rating on that one. And mm-hmm. what's eating Gilbert's grapes? So mm. that's that. So I think Ellie chose that as her number one, and Ethan wanted it, not Ethan. Yeah. Liam wanted to make a special mention on it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. rate that in my top ten. Just a special mention for Leo. Number nine for us didn't make the audience list. Number nine for us was The Great Gatsby. Oh, cool! Wow. So yeah, interesting to think they didn't make. I I didn't like it. So I did. I I'm surprised we made it to number nine. But yeah, number eight didn't appear on the audience list again, but appeared on ours, Shutter Island, mm-hmm. which I liked. I had fairly high up. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm really surprised that didn't make the list. I, I thought you the... said it was number eight. I did just say it was number eight. What are you talking about? 
No, for the audience. No, I said I literally. Oh, sorry, number nine for the audience. You're right. My bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, number nine for the audience, number eight for us. Number seven for us, which did not appear on the audience list. Wow. Now that I look at that, <laughs> The Revenant. I was going to say, I, I was expecting that to be number one. I've not seen it. Yeah. So I, can't, I think people haven't seen it. Yeah. It's Everyone a, it's, knows it's, of it. Well, no, it's well. watching a man suffer with a. Like, is, that, is that something that makes you want to go out there and watch it? We're watching. Uh, I'm a celeb right now. <sighs> okay. Well, maybe everybody did what I did and fell asleep during it and then didn't rate it. Well, we, I think kind of poo-pooed on this film but it was our number six romeo and juliet i like this film i stand by it i didn't I make my list he's in my top five okay speaking of top fives number five for us uh number six for the audience number five for us django unchained yeah i stand by that i think i had it at two i had it at nine what did i have it at? i had it uh yeah i had it two as well did you okay yeah number four um, number one for the audience, number four for us, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I had it at uh, number seven. <laughs> seven? Okay. I think it's just one of those that popped up on a few people's lists yeah, and therefore yeah, it did okay. Yeah. I think mine w- it was my number one. Yeah, it might have been because it's really high up there. Yeah. I think we had it like seven or eight. I had it at 10 because it was the 10th one I'd seen. <laughs> number three, Titanic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought I'd be in the top three, I'll be honest. I had it on my list, but I had like an eighth. I, it was like 10. I was like, it's there. I think everybody I, had it, and I think some yeah. people might have put it pretty high. Yeah. Georgia, would you have it? Like two, maybe? Mm, I don't remember. Hang on, <laughs> let me look. <laughs> I, had I remember watching that for the first time on like VHS, and it was like those fat two D- VHSs. Yeah, yeah, we have to, that. Like, we have slip that. it in. I was like, oh. Yeah. Is it Titanic? Yeah. Number two. Okay. Number two. Sounds right. Okay. Number two for us is Catch Me If You Can. Oh, I see that. That's good. Hey. Yeah. I had that as either three or two. I had that as number two. Yeah. And it was four for me. People really. It's one of the. It's, it's, it's so how do you not like that? Yeah, exactly. And the title sequence alone is it's fantastic great. in that, yeah. too. Yeah. And then number one is I'm Not a Rat. It's The Departed, which I know I had at number one. I think someone else had it at one or two. It was, I had it at two. Two, yeah. It was, it was high up there. Six. So six, yeah. So generally yeah. it went all right. I mean, Georgia had it on her list only because she kind of had to. Hey, was it th- no, it was at three. Oh, was it three? Okay, yeah. So there was, yeah. there was a number of them there. So that is I our number one. Lot, I think with a lot of these, we, they benefit if more of us have seen them, don't they? So. Well, that's the way yeah. any list will work if you yeah. vote for things. The ones that people <laughs> have seen are going to win. But I mean, like with when we did the Julia Roberts one, like we'd all seen a lot of the films, whereas with this one, we haven't all seen the same film see I, I've, I've seen a lot more Leo films than I have Julia Roberts films yeah I feel like I, I struggled with Julia Roberts because I hadn't seen a number of films I hadn't seen Mystic Pizza I hadn't so the ones that are here I mean I've yeah. seen the ones that are our top 10 I've seen every film in the list I think he all 11 of our top 10 so I've seen every film so yeah yeah so that is that so uh, next month we'll just I'll drop it out here there's no reason oh, okay. why to hold that next month Christmas films oh cool hey. so that'll be great so start thinking about your top 10 Christmas films uh, you can kind of have just make sure it was released in theaters. That's the only thing I ask. Don't give me anything that was released direct to TV or released to. Oh man! Wait, no. I can't use any Hallmark Christmas film like The Christmas Prince, A Prince for Christmas. If it was the released, Christmas Princess, if it was released to Netflix, I'll give you this: if it was released to Netflix as a Christmas film. That's a different kettle of fish because they're eligible for Oscars. They're eligible for this, but feature length film, oh, okay. not and it has to have been released for first viewing to either Netflix, Amazon. Or what did I watch last night? To the I don't know. That would be you. To Amazon, <laughs> Netflix, or to theaters. Switched and switched again. Giving... No idea. 
we giving them a top ten? Yeah, top ten. Yeah, that's right, Ethan. They were good. Uh, yeah, so is in there. What, like, whatever cool other cool. rules you want to do, if you want to say Die Hard or Gremlins or Christmas movies, that yeah. that's your call. Go that's for good. it. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah that one will be a little bit more free ride. Where I think I'll say everybody bring two or three films to talk about, and we'll talk our way through them. Cool, and we'll do it like cool. that. Okay, so uh, that has been our Leo pick. I mean, what makes Leo great out? He's versatile, very versatile. Like unlike Julia Roberts, where he said she's just really good at making you feel sympathy for her. Yeah. Leo, what makes him? Uh, he's just really versatile, and it doesn't matter what you throw at him. He'll, yeah, he'll deal. If with it's it. a period piece, yeah. or if it's a biopic, or if it's a slow moving drama, or if it's a big Hollywood film, or if it's a cat mouse film, yeah, or if it's this hyper aggressive masculinity thing, he can do everything. And like Tom Hanks, he's been current from day one. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like if he's in a movie, it's a it's a Leo DiCaprio movie. He still yeah. is that guy. Yeah, and uh, him and Damon are probably the sort of torchbearers for this generation. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we felt about Leo. So please join us. Uh, please check out our uh, review of Pirates. Pirates. Thank you. So please join us for and catch our review of Pirates of the Caribbean and also join us next month when we decide to review Christmas films for best film ever. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. I've been Ethan. And I've been George. And join us next month for Christmas films. Christmas, why are we always meeting at Christmas? You should catch it if you can. We'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs> Finance, we want to thank uh, Dwayne Smith. <laughs> that was like the least, <laughs> the least energized. <laughs> I've just told other people they can't do the Dwayne Smith bit. Georgia, you've got to bring it. <laughs> We've been recording for three hours and we 41 have. minutes and 44 seconds at this point. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, we want to. Dwayne Smith. <laughs> <laughs>